to be about vulnerability. And I know all of us at some point in time have struggled with being vulnerable. And maybe you have the wrong perception or understanding of what vulnerability means and is. So I have a special guest who is going to be a part of this podcast kind of permanently. So hello and welcome back, Katie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I got my coffee in hand and I'm ready to go. I'm all squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> good. That makes two of us. That's good. <laughs> so um, you sent me um, two things by Benny Brown and I want you to read them for us to kick off this episode of Vulnerability. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that I absolutely love Brene Brown. She has such an amazing way of speaking about vulnerability. And if people like want a really good way to like understand, the best way is like to listen to her talk on Netflix, which I'm pretty sure almost everybody has. Yeah. Um, you can so find it on she- YouTube too. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So the first one is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. So that's the first quote. And then the other quote that I had sent you um was vulnerability the last thing I want you to see in me but the first thing that I look for in you that's like those two are so powerful when it says vulnerability is not winning or losing it's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome and my favorite my most favorite part of the entire quote is the last part where it says vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. And lately I've been really resonating that um, hard with that. And, you know, a lot of, it's hard to be vulnerable. It is so hard to open up about whatever you might want to open up about, or even like, I find vulnerability is like a form form of communication, right? And typically when we don't communicate, there is some kind of disconnect. And when you bring in vulnerability and talk about how you feel or whatever's on your mind, um, it brings that disconnect into a connection. And it's pretty much another form of communication, essentially. I agree. I think a good way to look at vulnerability is like just showing up as your most authentic self. Right? Yeah. Like that's what it's about. It's just like, being okay with who you are and like letting others see that and feel that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask questions for the viewers and just to get them thinking and warmed up. So obviously some of these are very, um, I'm just going to read them. (laughs) Are you scared to be (laughs) vulnerable? Have you pushed people away by not accepting love and support? How can you, How can you get yourself to be vulnerable? What are the feelings you're scared to be vulnerable about? So in my previous time, I have definitely pushed people away by not accepting love and support. I have this weird thing that I think I'm an independent woman (laughs) and um, I can do everything and just like fully support myself. But when... I'm not going to say we are most weak, but when we are most vulnerable and not allowing ourselves to show it, we tend to push people away because those people, when we can't help ourselves, when we want to help ourselves, that is the time to accept that love and support. And by not accepting that love and support pushes people away because you just have to accept it and become a little bit more vulnerable and they are providing that love and support for a reason. They accept you. And if you're scared that they won't accept you or be okay with whatever is going, um, just know that they are being vulnerable with you 
by saying, I want to help you. So accept this love and support. So I've definitely pushed people away um, by not being vulnerable. But I'm going to tell you right now, the past while, and I feel like my vulnerability throughout time has come in waves. Because as we go through life, we learn a lot of new things that we aren't used to. So the vulnerability kind of gets as if you're trying to relearn it again. But when you vary, like when you manifest how you felt the last time when you were vulnerable, it felt so empowering. It felt so good. And my experience about being vulnerable is incredible. Like, I mean, the journey was freaking tough, but it's, I think vulnerability is not a weakness. It is a statement of power. And uh, you're going to be becoming stronger, gaining more than losing. Um, you just have to be open to sharing how you feel, open to expressing your emotions, accepting what is or was, and understanding why that is or was, and then accepting help versus people pushing away. Yeah, I think that that's some really good advice that you just said. I think that being vulnerable with yourself is the most important first step and then once you can learn how to be vulnerable with yourself you can start learning how to be vulnerable with other people well that's exactly it and i think you have like when it comes to being vulnerable with yourself is accepting what is and really just moving forward from whatever you may be struggling with and seeing how like how you can move forward, right? Like don't dwell on what was, but to push past what is and just kind of create, excuse me, your journey from that, right? Exactly. There's this quote that I really, really like. That's, I can't like say it <laughs> word for word. <laughs> I can't say it word for word because like I don't have it like in front of me. But it's kind of like you can't hate the experiences that shaped you. So, like, to accept the things that you've been through and that you've done and, like, the unfortunate things that you've had to face, like, because of trauma and stuff like that. And just, like, accept that all of that happened for a reason and and just, like, sit with that and allow yourself to feel that. And then be able to like move forward with it and accept yourself and accept your journey. And that mm-hmm. and that's where you meet yourself with vulnerability. Yes, right. And just walking through the strings and dancing through life. Um, obviously, I'm a male individual. You're a female individual. Um, I feel like, you know how girls have like the sisterhood and they talk about pretty much a lot of things. Guys also have, like, a brotherhood. I don't know what to call it because I don't have too many brotherhoods. Like, other than my actual brother. But, like, I'm talking about friends that you would be like, yo, bro, like, yeah, like, this is how I feel. I feel like guys are very stubborn and they don't want to express how they feel on the inside because it portrays them a certain way from, like, by other guys. And when guys show vulnerability i'm talking in a heterosexual relationship so i find girls find that very attractive when guys are vulnerable because first off girls are not used to guys being vulnerable i know there's a lot of guys out there that are vulnerable but more none than some you know what i'm saying yeah So i had found this thing on vulnerability and it was related in relation especially for men. So it's like eight practical steps for demonstrating vulnerability. So this is also based upon Benny Brown's um, research showing that build connections, contentment, and credibility when we show up as we really are. And, And as we really are is wounded, which is also vulnerable. And I think everyone has a point in their life that has been bothersome or I guess you can say um, 
an unhappy moment. We all have those. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. Um, and I think without all that, we can't be vulnerable. Um, do you agree with that? I do. I think that like the key to to being vulnerable with ourselves and other people is being able to work through some of those wounds um, and like trauma and stuff. And like sometimes we don't even realize how much trauma we've been through in our childhoods until we start being able mm-hmm. to open up and look at those things. Yeah, because I think when when people they feel like they want to open up about something and maybe it's a, a strike of news that like isn't the best news. So like maybe they've had time to process it in their head and kind of like get over it or move on from, but whoever they're going to be vulnerable with and open up to is not on the same, um, the same height as them. So they don't want to really relive those moments, but at the same time, you're going to be reliving those moments more often than you want because you're not opening up and releasing that energy and being vulnerable and talking about how you feel about that. Cause like when you talk to yourself in your head about whatever is going on, you can't really turn your head on straight and really guide yourself. Like, I mean, you can sometimes depending on the situation, but I really find when you open up about stuff, like I'm, been a hundred percent vulnerable with you our entire relationship and you know over the years that we've been friends we've been friends for probably 10 years now um i wasn't as vulnerable at the beginning but i've been vulnerable all the way through but stronger and you've been able to be my person and Maybe you don't have to be vulnerable with every single person that you're in contact with, but being vulnerable to somebody and just having that like safe place where you can just talk about stuff that will help so much. And if we're talking to like a therapist or like somebody in that profession, when you're seeking guidance, it's so important to open up about how you feel and maybe the things that you're though, like maybe the things that are connected even though you might not think it has any relation to it, but like talking about your entirety of feelings and the good, the bad, the ugly, how they like weave in between each other, how they connect. Like it's really important to get it all out of there because as you voice it out and talk about it, you're kind of talking to yourself and really listening to yourself. Cause when you're in your head, things are so powerful and it does not, it, it does not go silent in your head. It is so rambunctiously loud. And it there's so many walls in your head, right? It just bounce off, bounces off each wall. So to have like a quiet, safe place to really just hear the words instead of having it roar in your head. Have you had those moments, Katie, where like you try to talk to yourself and just think something through and you just really can't get through it because it's so loud? Absolutely. I've definitely had moments like that. And, and I've had moments where I haven't been ready to be vulnerable. And I've let myself go on a lot longer than I probably should sitting with those thoughts and those, those moments where all of those thoughts are jumbling in your head like that. But I think that over time, you can like definitely teach yourself to calm those thoughts and, and Mm -hmm kind of like be more one with them but it takes a long time to get there and you have to be like willing and ready to put in the work too yeah so i'm gonna that link that i sent you on vulnerability that is especially for men i'm gonna say this is especially for every single buddy because we are all connected in the same way the vastly different so i'm gonna go ahead and read the eight points and then we can talk about what the points, like, excuse me, I'm drinking coffee right now, which is why it's Coffee with Benjamin. <laughs> I should be changing that to Coffee with Benjamin and Katie. Anyways, um, I have to figure out how to do that because I'm not super tech savvy. But before I get waited too distracted, I'm going to read these points. Do you want to, like, maybe go through them and, like, talk about each point as we go through them? 
Yeah. That way it won't be like so overwhelming at the end. Yeah, exactly. Let's do that. Okay, cool. So number one is accept that you have issues, dot, 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 on the inside. So on a side note, it goes into a little bit of a description and each point does. So this one for accept that you have issues on the inside, consider your addiction, avoidance, rushing, distraction, preoccupation, or sleeplessness. That's where you might find your vulnerability. So <clears throat> for example, um, I'm gonna be completely vulnerable with the public <laughs> and it is a hard and it is a struggle to be vulnerable with people who are listening that I do not know so I feel, and I'm talking spiritually when I say this, so I just feel like, actually, it's kind of changed now, and I just told you this this morning, but I did a, an Oracle card reading, and I felt like a part of my shadow that has been lingering with me for such a long time that has been trying to take control, and it's taken some control, like, in parts of my life, but I feel like last, when was that? I recently, I'm just going to say recently, I did this card reading. It was within the past two days. I have no sense of time. Anyways, um, I, I did this reading, the lights flickered, and then I saw my shadow just like, peace out. And I was like scared shitless. And then I realized, you know what? I feel so much better. And like, just taking that time to like, really connect with myself and really sit in how I feel and really not overthink on things, but like just acknowledging how I feel and having that guidance from my Oracle cards and the beings that are around me that love and support me. Um, I'm being vulnerable with them and I'm being very open and transparent. I'm asking for guidance. So um, I lost my whole train of thought, my purpose of that whole thing. No, <laughs> no, that's okay. I think that like in what you just said that there was something that like really stood out to me and it's that you said that you weren't necessarily overthinking about it, but you acknowledged it. And I think that that's really powerful. And what you just said was that, yeah. that you're not overthinking it, but you're acknowledging it and accepting it. And you're allowing the people around you to be able to be a part of your healing process because that's what you're going through right now. And like, I think like what you were saying the other night when you had done your Oracle card reading, that that was you like releasing a lot of that negativity that you've been holding on to. And that that's mm -hmm. a huge thing. It is. And you know what? Like I've, <clears throat> so I'm going to be vulnerable yet again. So I, I struggle with like depression, obviously. And I just started meds, not in relation to depression, but ADHD. So I'm like working with my doctor right now to really figure something out. Like, I feel like ADHD is more a problem than depression, but then at some point they link up and team up together. So I'm trying to like break up the team because I can't manage both. Anyways, I'm losing my whole point again. So, um, yeah, continue talking. I'm going to come up with my point again because <laughs> it just got lost in space. I did not take my meds this morning yet because I'm not supposed to have too much coffee or else it'll make me really jittery. Yeah. So, coffee first. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, like, on that subject, if we're talking about, like, medication and stuff, like, we've had a lot of conversations about that even in the past, and it's something that we've both struggled with. Like, I am also on medication for my anxiety and depression, and, like, that's something that I think that people need to talk about more, because that's not something you should, like, have to feel like is like a vulnerable subject you know what I mean like releasing yeah. the stigma around mental health and I think that like all part of your wellness and accepting where you are on your journey is being able to recognize when you need to like see your doctor and like get your mental health in sorts because you can manage it to a certain extent but when it starts affecting your like everyday life like that's kind of when you need to like take a look well, and like that's the exact like position that I was in when I went to see, actually I've seen the doctor several times about it, 
But that's that moment where I realized, you know, like I'm a powerful <clears throat> individual and I can do so much. But at this point in time, doing the, the natural side of things is amazing. That's what I stand by. And I hate medication. Like it's taking me such a long time to like rub that off my shoulders and say, I'm just going to bite the bullet and do it because it is what's most important to help me. And my goal, I created a goal for myself to make it a short-term thing, not a long-term dependent thing. This is what's going to help get me through it. Obviously, discussions between the doctor when and when not is acceptable to wean off of it, right? And educating yourself how. But I, yeah, I was a stubborn dick about medication and I know we've had lots of conversations about that and you pretty much wanted to rip me a new one and say bitch just do it (laughs) well yeah because like I think again like the stigma around medication is like the biggest issue because like in my personal experience my personal and professional honestly like I see like I deal with that at work right like I work with like psychiatrists and social workers and stuff hands on like figuring out plans of care for the kids that we work with and like so balancing their medications is oftentimes like why we're working with them and so like I can see the difference that medication can make and like even in myself like since I've been able to get balanced with my meds like I'm like a completely different person I feel like I've done a 180 like my brain is so much more calm and like such a less scary place than it was at one point mm-hmm. and like that feeling is so nice especially when you go from having that like jumbled brain like you were talking about before with like the thoughts bouncing back and forth constantly like that gets so exhausting and like it's a battle that's like so hard to explain to people that have never had to deal with it before right and that like you want to do your best to try to explain it because like you want them to understand so like for example when you're saying like it's so draining like it took two hours one day to make a damn coffee because like distracted and just everything going on and then on top of that for what's simple to other people and even yourselves at times becomes like the hardest challenge and it could be as simple as getting up to get a glass of water or something ridiculous even getting up to go to the washroom that could be the hardest task in that moment well I think that that's exactly what people don't recognize with like mental illness is like you want to do things so freaking bad sometimes, but, like, you're physically, like, incapable of doing it. Actually, like, there's this show, I think it's on, like, HBO. It's definitely on Crave. It's called... Oh, what is it called? Let, <laughs> let me... Let me... Explaining it. Um, But basically, in it, it's goes through like all the different um stories from like the people of New York or whatever and Anne Hathaway plays this one character in it and she depicts like mental health like I've never seen it done before um where like she's getting ready to go on a date and she's somebody who's bipolar um Mm. is it called uh, Humans of New York well, that's what it's based off of. Like, it's a show, a show that they made, um, but based off of like love stories from the humans of New York. Um, I I'll definitely get the name of it. I just can't do two things at once, so I'll look up the name after. But she she plays somebody who has bipolar disorder, and she is getting like ready for a date is showing like the difference between her mania so she like woke up that morning and she was like so high and she like went to the grocery store and met this guy and like they had like a morning date for breakfast and they were like setting up a date for the next day or whatever and it showed 
her depression kicking in and her getting ready like she was completely ready for her date like she cleaned her apartment she was supposed to be like cooking dinner and stuff for him and like she was putting mascara or something on and like the doorbell was ringing and like her depression kind of just hit but she wanted to go to the door but that she was completely unable to and, like, I think that that shows, like, depression in such a way that, like, people who don't deal with it can understand because it's, mm-hmm. like, that's exactly it. Like, you want to do those simple things so freaking bad, but, like, sometimes you're completely unable to do those things. Yeah. And, like, simple things, like you said, like, making your bed, brushing your teeth, like, simple things like that. We see that with, like, the kids that I work with, honestly, like something as simple as brushing your teeth which is like a simple task you would think to like ask somebody to do but like somebody with depression like it literally takes like all their energy to do something so simple it it really does and like I don't really ask or wish anything upon anyone to experience that because as you and I have first experienced it like experienced it firsthand like it is like i don't even know how to explain it like you know as an example oh my goodness so i do not know what happened folks um our platform just kind of shut down so there was going to be obviously that lag prior to me speaking now so i apologize about that we are back in action hello ladies and gentlemen (laughs) now do you remember what we were specifically talking about katie um i do i was talking about how mental illness is like so debilitating sometimes and that like even the simplest tasks and like i thought of the name of the show also it's modern love and it's on amazon prime ah okay yeah yes but yeah <laughs> I don't know what is going on today, but that is a okay. We will get through it. So, um, maybe that's a sign that we need to move on to the next point. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> okay, so this one, I'm actually just searching up some examples, and I love this one a lot. And I think that this would be a very useful tool for all of us because. Maybe we don't know how to express vulnerability in vocabulary. And maybe if uh, we learn to expand our vocabulary, because maybe not all words resonate with us, or maybe we don't know what they mean. Maybe they just don't speak our own vocabulary. Like I have a very odd ball (laughs) vocabulary. And I do struggle with speaking. And as you can tell in this whole series of episodes that I'm stuttering or doing something ridiculous. Anyways, so point number two is develop emotional vocabulary. So vulnerability is most appropriately characterized through emotive words. When we talk about relation, relational vulnerability, we're talking about wounds of the heart and mind, like anxiety, fear, sadness, or shame. So I know we had... um, a conversation, I'm pretty sure it was you and I, Katie, about shame on our last episode that we had together. Yeah. I think so. Maybe it was a conversation we had not on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. We talk about that kind of stuff all the time. But, um, yeah, like, I think with that point, that to be able to recognize how you're feeling is one thing so being able to like put a name to it saying I'm feeling sad or like I'm really happy right now or I'm feeling anxious like whatever like being able to like name how you're feeling is one thing but sometimes like you kind of have to be able to dig deeper and recognize the trigger how you're feeling so like sometimes if like you're having a conversation with somebody and they're saying something and you feel yourself get like angry with what they said you kind of have to be able to like take a step back and like ask yourself why yes does that make sense like being able to yeah and it's not even about the other person 
It's not even about no. the other person, right? And it's about exactly. what was said and what was said is what triggered you. And in that moment, it is going to be the hardest thing to do to get that person to understand the trigger, right? Because obviously there's going to be some form of reaction that comes with that because trigger, trigger is like linked to trauma. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're feeling that way for a reason. And sometimes it takes a while to figure out like the specific reason as to why you're feeling that way. But like, I think that that comes along with the fact that I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it and I don't want to offend anybody, but like, I find like our generation now is starting to open up and become a lot more vulnerable, but we're having to like teach ourselves to be that way because we were like raised by a generation who aren't necessarily very open and honest with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, willing to, like, recognize and work on those things. And, like, and then they were raised by a generation who, like, really didn't talk about those things. You know what I mean? And yeah. I find that, especially in males, that they're being told, like, to not talk about their feelings and that it's not okay to talk about those things or recognize those things. And and that's why they're like triggered by like anger and stuff and like have those feelings a lot more because they like weren't properly taught how to deal with those things and then it comes out do you find when you feel like you like um when like in that generation that wasn't really open or like they didn't express how they felt so do you feel like Obviously, this is a given. It's more harmful that, like, in that era. But when, say, for me, I'm a very open book, and I think I'm more vulnerable than I actually realize. But um, being vulnerable and having a generation that was not as vulnerable, I think it was their way of saying, like, I don't want to have to deal with that. I, yeah, I still kind of feel that way when I, like, when I talk to people, like, honestly, a lot of those people, I feel like, are just, like, unhealed and, like, unwilling to heal at the same time. Like, they're not ready to, like, look themselves in the mirror and, like, start to understand how the experiences that they've been through have shaped them and, like, why, why they react to things the way they react to things like, you have to be willing to, like, kind of, again, be vulnerable with yourself and be your most authentic self. And that scares the living shit out of people sometimes. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, and I think why it scares them is because they're not used to having people that you can be vulnerable with, right? And, like, I think now, and I hate saying this word, it's like the freaking Voldemort Harry Potter moment, but, like, COVID, I think COVID has really taught a lot of people to be vulnerable in, like, the mental health, I'm going to say industry, but, like, the mental health side of the world has, like, gone crashing down. And, like, for me, like, my therapist, like, um, they're super booked and busy through the tits and just, like, oh, my goodness gracious, like... I think a lot of more people are being open to talking about it because they just don't like how they feel and they have all these values and the things that they want to be able to experience. But the way they feel is blocking a lot of that, like ability to experience all those things. No, I agree with you. And I think that you're absolutely right that the like pandemic like helped people look inwards and like want to address a lot of the things that they've been putting off for a long time yeah so i i find it very important like i know like i think it's very important to really educate yourself on because 
if you're that type of person who cannot really find a word or a way to describe how you feel, I always like I utilize Google like it's going out of style. And like a little bit ago, I had searched up um, vocabulary of emotions slash slash feelings, and I found this chart, this PDF of this chart, and these are the topics is happiness, caring, depression, inadequate, fear, confusion, hurt, anger, loneliness, and remorse. So, and they categorized it in different levels of strength of description. So different words that you can use. So they have strong um, descriptions. And then if you're looking for something not as powerful, but still effective, there's like medium and then there's light. So they're really, like, I find that quite incredible because they're accommodating people who are very blunt, people who are very um, gentle. So, like, for example, I'm going to read off a couple of the words under another one for some reason. Oh, there it is. So um, let's do hurt. So I'll do the light words. So, like, underneath hurt, there's the words for annoyed, let down, minimized, neglected, put away, put down, rueful, tender, touched, unhappy, and used. So these are words to describe hurt. And then the medium that are is a little bit more intricate of words. So there's aggravated, annoyed, antagonistic, crabby, cranky, expirated, fuming, grouchy, hostile, ill-tempered, indigenous, irrit, irritated, offended, ratty, resentful, sore, spiteful, testy, and ticked off. And then the strong words, I'm not going to read every single one of them like I did the last ones, but there's like affronted, belligerent, <laughs> bitter, Burned up, enraged, fuming, furious, heated, incensed, infuriated, outraged. So they're giving you, like, a really good selection. And, like, it's like your cinnamon, cinnamon, synonyms and antonyms. Did I say that right? <laughs> Obviously, I need to go back to school for, like, English because I cannot speak properly. But No, but what you're saying. I find saying... this very helpful because, like. Yeah, if you're feeling depressed and you don't want to be completely vulnerable and when you're trying to open up to someone about your depression or however you feel, there might be words that open up and like a conversation starter, right? And utilizing all these different kind of vocabulary is a really good way to really open up the door for that someone to understand how you feel. Exactly. But that's kind of like what I was going back to what I was saying before is that like a lot of the time people don't have that vocabulary because they haven't been taught it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, a really proud mom moment of mine is like I work really hard. Like for people who don't know, I have a almost three-year-old little girl and something that's really important for me is for her to be able to understand her emotions. And we do, like, affirmations and everything. Like, I I want to raise, like, a really strong, confident little human being. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of crappy people in the world. And, like, watching you raise your daughter has been so mind-blowing. Like, you don't even know what you're, like, doing, like... You know what you're doing, but you really don't, you don't realize the things yeah. that you're doing and how effective they've been. And like, just watching yeah. from afar all the way over from Alberta, I'm just like, holy shit, like this girl is like, she's way past her age. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say was like the other day we were playing, I forget what we were even playing, but like she was starting to get really frustrated and she like looked up at me and she's like mommy I'm angry and I was like okay like thank you for being able to tell me like how we're feeling and like I don't know like I just think that 
I don't know what your experience was as a kid, but like mine, I feel like I was often just like kind of brushed off like if I were to explain how I was feeling like that so like oh you're fine like it's okay like stop crying put your tears away like move on blah 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 brushed off so I never had the opportunity or was given the vocabulary to be able to explain how I was feeling and it's taken me like a long time to learn that it's okay to like state how you are feeling um but like the fact that like my little three-year-old can do that like she does that all the time and she'll like look up at me and be like mommy I'm happy or like mommy I'm tired like she's able to like actually like put into words how she's feeling and I think that as an adult we often forget how to do that or we haven't been given the skills to learn how to do that and that's what I'm saying like she's way well past her time and like that like even when we're video chatting, <laughs> I am I mean, going back to that one video. That's a ratchet, <laughs> but that's not an example of anything. I just every time like I think of her now and like her funny moments, like <laughs> she's a silent killer. In, and I mean, she's she's silent about her her smarts, and it comes out when you least expect it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we, I'll just need to take like a lesson from her and just be able to like be in the moment and state how we're feeling. Cause that's like, I think the first, the first step in vulnerability is to be able to like accept and be able to like say what you're feeling. But if you do think about it, Katie, and I know I just said this about myself about a little bit ago, but I said, I don't even think I realize how vulnerable I've been being or how vulnerable I am. And when you look at yourself and your daughter, it's kind of like a mirror of yourself in a way, because you're spending so much time with her and teaching her the ropes of life, right? And she's already incredibly wise for her age of three. And I, I don't think you understand how vulnerable you actually are, especially with your daughter. And she's just repeating everything that she's learned and being open with, right? You're very vulnerable with her, which allows her to be vulnerable with you. Well, that's a really nice way of putting it. Thank you. Well, it's just fact, right? And sometimes we're very blinded by it because we have so much going on and it's hard to really sit outside of yourself and as if you're looking inside of a like a window and you don't really know what's inside until you climb inside but sometimes there's too much inside where you have to take a step out to look in right and sometimes we can't do that well I think that that's really important what you just said too is being able to like look at things from the bigger picture sometimes I think a lot of the time we get like really lost at being stuck in the moment or not even stuck in the moment but like stuck in the mess you know what I mean Mm -hmm. or chaos or whatever you happen to be going through at the time that we often forget to like one just be grateful for where we're at and two to like be able to look at the bigger picture and take a step back and like see what other people see yeah right yeah so And that kind of like is in correlation with point number three. So number three is discern safe people in places. And I know we talked about that at the very beginning. Um, So it says not every situation or person is appropriate, (laughs) appropriate for revealing your vulnerability, but there are probably more appropriate situate, excuse me, appropriate situations and people that than you might think. Disclosure of vulnerability is often less risky than you might worry it would be. In fact, you'll likely discover that acknowledging your vulnerability will be viewed as an act of strength and courage. And that to a T is like, it's so true. Well, it is. If you're comfortable talking to other people, they're going to be comfortable talking to you. Like if you're willing to like just show up and be who you are with others, Like, Mm -hmm. that allows them to be in a safe place to be able to do the same with you. 
Exactly. I know. I and I find like said the same thing twice, but <laughs> do you know what? I do it all the time. <laughs> or I ramble on about the same thing like in ten different ways, and I'm just like almost together. But when you're discerning a safe place or safe people in places, like if you feel like you can't do that with someone, and let's say you've been in a relationship with them for a long time, like a friendship. And you haven't been able to do that. Now, not every friendship that you're going to have is going to be like a safe place in terms of like being completely vulnerable. Because we all, we, every friendship has a connection in a way it's formed. But what do you want out of that person? Like, do you value them for them? Do you, like, how do you value them as a friend? And I only have friends who we value each other and I can be vulnerable with because that's, I'm just an open book kind of person and I'm not super open with every single person. And if you're in a new like friendship with someone and you haven't reached that like relatability or that vulnerability stage, like that's a-okay. Like there, and you might be vulnerable in a moment that you just kind of like, oh, that slipped out of my mouth. But that is an open door to having a stronger connection with that person. And you might be surprised there's some relatability, which is all getting to know someone, right? And what I'm trying to say, but it's taking a long time because I explain out the yin yang, but um, I find if I can't be vulnerable with people or I don't feel safe, then it's not my tribe that I should be hanging out with because no, I want to try that way for a reason. You got to trust your guy. Yeah. I want people who are going to be able to help me. I want to help them. Of course, like you do me, I do you kind of thing, but I want to be able to like support my friends as well, but I want them to know it's a safe place. And this is kind of what this whole podcast, all these episodes are for. I want people to know like, there is a safe place and there is no judgment. And I think vulnerability also has a meaning of no judgment because being vulnerable is incredibly hard, but it gets easier. And as we experience new experiences, there is a new stage of vulnerability that we have not met yet. And as we meet all these different vulnerable moments, like you're gonna realize so much about yourself and like shit's gonna click so quick oh my god that rhymed (laughs) what i'm saying does that make any sense no it does it does make a lot of sense i think that you're right that like you're always growing or you should always be growing so obviously that's always going to change and vulnerability is going to look different to you at different stages in your life and like and that's okay and I think, like, too, for anybody who needs to hear it, because, like, I know I often need a reminder sometimes, it's okay to be open with people and it's okay to let people in. Like, you yeah. don't always have to block people out. And that being said, Katie, I know a lot of us and probably most of us has had not the best experience. So we're, like, put on our guard up, remaining safe. But, like, you know, you don't, like, there's no there's no commitment with people like it is just a mutual connection it is and it's just more than just you know and it has a lot of meaning but at the same time like if things are not meant to be you just have to accept that and be like thanks for the journey we just had um it's time to move on right exactly like not not everybody serves the same purpose in your life and some people are only meant to be in it for a little bit and like and that's okay too Mm -hmm. and I think that like people aren't told that enough honestly yeah I know it's taken me a really long time and like I I probably could have heard that a few more times in my lifetime Mm -hmm. but no so what's the next point So number four is describe what's happening on the inside. So the description, and this goes, this touches on subject number two about the emotional vocabulary. 
So it says it's tempting to just talk about the externalities around vulnerability rather than saying we are behind budget and my boss is really being a jerk about it. So you might say instead of that, I'm feeling concerned about my budget, our budget status. It's making me feel insecure about our team's progress. It's also hard for me to talk with my boss about it. So you're acknowledging how you feel about all those things, but you're saying it in a safe way where it's not, um, I don't know how to describe it. You're putting a lot of thought behind what is said instead of a possibility of people getting the wrong perception of what you're trying to say. So when you expand yeah. your vocabulary, you're able to really like hone in on how you actually feel without a misrepresentation about how you feel. Yeah, you're able to not only like explain what you're feeling, but how you're feeling instead mm -hmm. of just acting on that feeling. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I number that... five is um, the point number five, impress people with how you share, not what you share. And I think number four and five are a really good example of what was said, like the, behind the budget thing, like the first one. And it's not really what you share. It's like how you feel and how you want to share that. Right. And it could be simply of just saying, Hey, like, you mind talking? Like I have, a couple things that I really want to express and I need someone to like listen and that could be on how you share right and some people just want to share stuff because excuse me, they want the attention or whatever right so on the description it says another temptation is to say things that we think might make others think more of us from that one sentence I just hear manipulation um, I've never been impressed, for example, when someone tells me in a job interview that a weakness they have is caring too much or working too hard. I'm much more impressed when someone admits something faulty about themselves, but they do it in a way that is honest, curious, and courageous. I think that's someone I can work with. And I agree because um, I've actually said caring too much, and that was when I was applying to the job in Victoria as the housekeeping supervisor. And I explained why I, what behind caring too much meant and how it affected my ability to work and everything like that. And what that really came with more than just saying caring too much. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree a lot with that. Actually, like, going back to what you were saying, too, as to, like, whether people are sharing things just for attention or whether they're actually trying to be vulnerable, I think that that was a really important point, too, to be able to, like, recognize those things. Mm -hmm. And I have also used that in an interview as well. But, like, Again, I think being able to be vulnerable with those around you is super important. And, like, being able to even share, like, an actual, like, negative trait or whatever in an interview is, like, a really good start. Because mm -hmm. there's no point in lying about who you are or those traits because the truth is going to come out eventually. And you want the people that are around you to, like, see you as an authentic person. Yeah, and there's no shame or nothing on, like, what, like, if you're trying to hide something, just be open about it. Like, I've never hid anything. And, you know, I'm very proud of myself for that because, like, and it just being open and vulnerable, right? Like, just getting that feeling out. And sometimes, like, the outcome after releasing the vulnerability might not be the prettiest, but there's roses on the other side of that. Like it has to be a little bit of a hellstorm in order to be able to appreciate the rainbow, right? Well, I think too, a lot of people aren't ready to accept themselves yet. So how, how are other people going to accept you if you haven't even accepted yourself yet? That's exactly it. I heard RuPaul saying that instead of you. <laughs> well, as you said it, I heard RuPaul. That's what I meant. Of course you did. 
And yeah, so number six is commit to regular practice. So even when things seem to be uh, firing on all cylinders, if I'm honest, I'm feeling mixed, I may be feeling distracted, proud, worried that the momentum won't continue. I'm a human being. I always have vulnerabilities. I try to be vulnerability. I try to bring vulnerability into work presentations, one-on-one -on -one meetings with colleagues and even with clients. The more I practice showing up as I really am, the more fluent I become. And that right there, like I, in being authentic to yourself all of the time and just not really, because you know, when you first meet people, you kind of adapt to them so you can kind of find relatability, blah, blah, blah. But I think what we need to do is just be yourself. And that's how you really learn if that person is meant to be your friend, because Exactly. Like you have core values, you have a lot of things, but, and that's, I think why shit fests are stirred in friendships because there's beating around the bush on both sides about who they really are and who they really are is nothing. Like, it's not wrong to be who you are. It's just the dog and what? the cat, when they sniffed each other out, they just, they didn't like what they sniffed or snuffed, sniffed. So they had a little bitch fest and then they peaced out, right? Yeah, exactly. And then point number seven. Sorry, go ahead. Say, but it... No, it's yeah, okay. I had something else I was going to say, but I forget what it was. Sorry so about you can keep going. <laughs> No, it's okay. So um, just yell at me when you know or if it comes back to you. So yep, no, number seven okay. is self-affirm who you are. And voicing vulnerabilities is not self condemnation <laughs> self-pity or self-effacing it's the opposite it's a declaration of courage and humanity and you need to remind yourself on that everyone has vulnerability everyone it's the strong the self-aware and the honest who can tell people about it so like affirming who you are like when you do affirmations with your daughter like that is so powerful because like they're relating what they're saying with how they feel about themselves and it's not like, say, you're saying something that you feel has no relation to you, but you're saying it because um, you're trying to make that be about, I, I just lost my train of thought, but you're not telling yourself something that you're not. And if you happen, you kind of are, maybe, maybe you're just manifesting it. So then you're becoming a better person. I don't know, but I, yeah, I lost that whole point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I think to remind ourselves, like, words are really powerful, and the words that we say to ourselves are really powerful. So, I don't know, like, if, if we're being vulnerable, like, for me, I was raised in a household with a mom had a lot of negative self-talk and like I was always saying mean things about herself and so like I grew up hearing hearing those things and, and knowing that it was okay to talk about yourself like that right so like mm -hmm. for me that's why it's so important for me to do those things with my daughter is because I want her to grow up hearing positive things so she has a positive mindset when it comes mm -hmm. to, like, her body and her personality and, and who she is as a person. I just want, like, her to be able to be so, like, self-affirmed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that way, like, you don't look for, like, the validation so much outwardly. You can look for it inwardly because you already have it there. Well, that's exactly it. And... You know, when you're when you're doing all that, it goes to point number eight where it says make space for reciprocation. So allowing yourself to really be authentically yourself and accept yourself for everything. And when there is any reciprocation, so the description says you give a great gift to your family, your organization, your community. When you not only show vulnerability, but also support vulnerability, this means showing up as you really are and then shutting up so others can show up too. It means listening, asking, caring, and avoiding the temptations to fix or rescue. Vulnerability is relational. So how vulnerable are you? What difference would it make if you showed up more often as you really are? So 
really relating yourself to really who you are as a person is going to minimize the reciprocation because you're just living as your authentic self and your environment, your tribe, everything around you is going to kind of align with who you're going to present yourself as if it's authentically yourself. If you're kind of hiding stuff or like you just maybe you don't know who your authentic self is as of that moment, but you're you're trying to find it. I say stop trying to find it and just do the things that make you happy and like allow yourself to be non-judged and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we could probably dig deeper into that in another episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that you're absolutely right when you just kind of show up as yourself that that's when you are and the things in your life that like are truly meant to be there. And I think mm-hmm. that we like often all get hung up on the fact that like when we lose people that we take it so hard but like everybody and everything serves a purpose in our lives and sometimes those those people and things aren't meant to be in our lives forever and like that's okay and like I think that oftentimes we hold on to those things because like it's almost like a fear of rejection or Mm -hmm. like we're not ready to like let go of those things and like we often leave like marks in those things and people because we've been like told that we need to like hang on to those things Mm -hmm. but I think it's a good reminder to everybody that like it's okay to let go of things and people and that like it's okay to move forward with your life and that like everything happens for a reason and like being vulnerable those around you is just gonna like like give you a moral lines life you know what I mean does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah it, it, it really really does and you know like the power of vulnerability is just like incredible like vulnerability is more than just vulnerability it like is linked to literally everything it is it, it definitely is did you want to share the next point that is point number eight that we just discussed. Make space for oh, reciprocation. So yeah. there is more to vulnerability than just these eight points, but these eight points really kind of cover a lot, like a lot of it. And I'm sure all of us can relate to some things within the points. Not so much the descriptions, but descriptions are more of the examples. It's kind of like your vocabulary, kind of teaching you like. The ropes of those points, I guess. <laughs> but I just, I absolutely love Benny Brown. She just really digs deep. And you know, when you're looking for a slap of reality and you just want to hear it because as much as you tell yourself that, you really can't hear yourself. Benny Brown is really good at really allowing to hear yourself through her voice. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And we can always, like, put those links in the show notes, too. Yes. So, I'm going to repeat the quotes that you said at the beginning. So, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. So, if you have that one person in your life Maybe it's more, but I would dim it down to one person. And if you struggle with vulnerability and you have someone very close knit in your life and uh, you can just simply say, hey, like, I have a hard time with vulnerability. Do you mind if I can be vulnerable with you? And you would be surprised with the answer. Most of the time they're going to be yes, because if you're close with that person, they're going to care about you. If you have a sense of caring between whatever bond it is, vulnerable and vulnerability is in no question. So you can definitely be vulnerable with that person if they care. Right? Exactly. And I think that, like, a good piece of, like, homework for people to do 
is like even just being able to like reflect on that and, and figure out who that person is for you. Exactly. So that being said, why don't we wrap up this episode? Um, I'm going to try to figure out that little quirk that we had earlier, 38 and minutes and 38 seconds ago. Um, I'm going to try to work that out so there's no quirk in it, but I'm not super tech savvy, so people are going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to look into trying to change Coffee with Benjamin to Coffee with Benjamin and Katie because you and I have a really good understanding of each other and I love our conversations on the topics that we discuss. We complement each other very well. And <laughs> anytime that I go off topic, you just like bring me back to my main point, which happens all the time when we're on a phone call. <laughs> it does. I've had lots of practice. Oh, Lordy. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to all of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for hanging out. And I hope you had a lot of fun. I hope you learned something. I hope you took some notes. Um, again, if you're seeking more knowledge and stuff, definitely type in Benny Brown on YouTube. If you don't have Netflix or any of that stuff, just type in vulnerability with Benny Brown. And her how to spell her name is B-R-E-N-E and brown so it's b-r-o-w-n so she's incredible she goes over so many topics on not just vulnerability but like with life in general and her voice is incredible like not the tone but her her powerful words are she actually has her own podcast too that has a lot of really interesting subjects on it so yeah. she's definitely somebody who's great to check out. And she's got books and everything, too. She's yeah, so incredible. yeah, go check her out. Search on, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you have a stream of podcast platform. So get your ass on Benny Brown and hang out with her, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And follow Ben on Instagram. And, yeah, we look forward to having more conversations. Let us know. If there's any topics that you'd like us to discuss and we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Yes. Thank you so much. And so coffee with Benjamin is my podcast and Instagram name. So I am, when I figure out how to change my podcast name to coffee with Benjamin and Katie, that's when my Instagram is going to be switched over to that as well. So then it's just, easy to find. So yeah, have a good day. Excuse me. And go slay your vulnerability, everyone. Okay. Bye.